Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of Mondays Down South. It's been a little while since, uh, or at least it feels like it's been a little while since we've been together, but not really. I just got done with my escapades of visiting Zebo in Charlotte and now Evan in New York. So a couple of crazy back-to-back weekends with my MDS boys in, in football. So very excited for today, very excited for this segment. We're halfway through the season. Um, it may be generic, but it's something that we got to give you. So we're coming at you guys today with our power rankings. We're going to give you our top three teams right now. And we're going to also give you a fourth little sleeper team. Maybe they don't crack our top five, but a team that we feel like can, you know, take an upward trajectory and make some noise in the playoffs. So we'll tee it up with that. With that being said, though, before we jump right into the segment, Evan, Zach, if you guys got anything you want to say to our uh, wonderful viewers, this would be the time to do it. So go ahead, boys. Zach? Nothing for me. I'll turn it over to you. Love All right. I, I, got, I got one. Go Dukes. Yes, sir. Big, biggest win in basketball program history over top five Michigan State on the road. So had to shout that out. I was up. I was up very late. I couldn't come down from that high since it was like an 830 game and it didn't. It was overtime. So I didn't get over until like past 11. And I was like, oh, so amped. Um, but uh, worth it. Worth it. I love it. Was it a back and forth game or did uh, I knew, James, you kind of had the lead at halftime Were they did they get up to double digits or so? The reason I ask is because there's nothing more um, there's nothing more fearsome or anxiety inducing than when your team is up against a huge opponent, but you start to see that lead trickle back down to single digits. That that's what was happening. They came out super hot, like with just tons of energy. They took like I think they got the lead up to like 13, 15 in the first half. Um, but then like we had, we were in horrible foul trouble. Like we that energy was kind of working against us because we were just hacking the crap out of them. Um, so they, they started to trickle it down. Um, they took a lead in the second half by a few points, and then we kind of like managed to force them to overtime with a couple buckets in the last minute, and then uh, just got it done in overtime. So, yeah. But we led, we led for like 35 out of the 45 minutes or something. Oh, nice. So, yeah. Congratulations. I, I hope you bet the money line there, E. I'm sure you would have made a lot uh, of money if you had. I did not, but uh, <laughs> hey, who needs it? <laughs> well, I think uh, I think that's a great way to tee it up. It's it's part of what we're recording on a Tuesday today, so maybe you guys get a segment a little bit later than usual. However, with that being said, let's jump right into it. Um, we're gonna go with our three power rankings. Let's go one to three, just because I think the ones are more obvious. So we're gonna do. Let's go reverse order this week. So, what do we who do we have at number one respectively, guys? I'm, I'm, I'll start with you, Evan. What you got at one? Now that we're halfway through. Uh, for the NFC, I think it's easily the Eagles. Um, there was a little bit of buzz kind of early in the season that, you know, they weren't playing as well, um, that Jalen was looking a little slow, like all kinds of nonsense. And then, they, you know, they're coming off a nice home win against the Cowboys, and they've just, they've, uh, you know, pretty much answered the call week in and week out, um, with the exception of that one weird game against the Jets. So I think they're definitively one um, in the NFC for me. I like that. What about you, Zebo? Give me the Eagles as well. But what's interesting is that what Evan said is extremely true. Jalen has kind of looked a little slow. The offense has looked a little bit slow, but at, not as of like the last couple weeks. Um, Philly's definitely looking 
where they were last year and uh and obviously beating Dallas Cowboys at home was a big game there because two teams with winning records divisional matchup and those are one of those tough games where who's going to separate um in November and it's like that stretch from November 1st all the way to Thanksgiving that's such a crucial uh step for teams to kind of take those strides forward and it's a big difference between like being a six and three team or a four and five team, right? Um, just in general, like for the NFL. But in terms of Philly, they now are eight and one, um, looking like a complete juggernaut. I know AJ Brown had some initial issues with not getting the football the first two weeks or so. It just seems like they are very much in the in rhythm and uh, full speed ahead. So yeah, give me Philly at uh, number one. And I'm assuming you both are. Picking Philly as your number one overall, right? Because I know you mentioned the NFC, but I'm assuming yeah. number one overall. Yeah, yeah, I would probably have them uh, number one overall as well. But mm-hmm. yeah, because I was looking at it as a as a just the top three period overall. But oh, I do, I do like the conference breakdowns. So just throwing it out there. Oh, but if I might have to adjust, that is okay because my mm-hmm. number one overall should not shock you guys at all. I'm still sticking with Kansas City. I know Philly has maybe been a little bit more well rounded recently. However, in Kansas City, I had a nice little slow game last week but they pulled it out and they went into germany and beat the miami dolphins um and you know after after losing to the broncos a week ago so i think they course corrected and even in a game where they didn't even play that great on offense the the reality is kansas city's defense is good guys and i I don't think they get enough credit for how good they are even though outside of chris jones they don't have a lot of big names they're young they're fast they're dynamic and they're coached well so i think the chiefs are still my number one um, and I'll just jump right into my number two because I'm going to pick Eagles number two. So, And, and I think Zach kind of hit the nail on the head for that one. Like, I think we kind of – and Evan too. I think we kind of slept on a little more being like, hey, they're a little bit slower. They Maybe because they lost Dyken, whatever it is. And it seems like they've course corrected and they look really good. Huge one versus Cowboys. And maybe we can recover that and recap a little more. But I'm with the, with the Eagles number two. Um, I'll let you – I'll kick it over to you guys from there. I have uh, I have Chiefs at number two still. Um, everything you mentioned, the defense especially, has been awesome this year. Um, they have a solid running game with Pacheco. Um, they're figuring out the uh, the pass game a little bit, but uh, you know they got everything there. Yep. Yep. I would say number two is uh, it's tough. I mean, you could put Detroit at number two. You really could. They beat Kansas City in Kansas City. They've got a better run game than Kansas City, and you just mentioned Pacheco. Um, they're running better play action right now. Travis Kelsey's actually statistically having his worst year um, in the last five or ten years. And if I were to put Kansas City at two, it would be their defense, not their offense this year. Not saying that their offense is bad, but I mean, I'm just saying that there are a multiple teams that you can put at number two. And I'm actually, you know what, I'm going to go ahead and do that. The Chiefs are not number two for me. I don't know if Detroit is. Uh, that might be a placeholder. Um, go ahead and give me Baltimore at number two. When you have a four-game winning streak, you're playing in the AFC North, which is an extremely challenging division. They are steamrolling teams, similar to what Buffalo, Buffalo normally did last season, where you're seeing a lot of 37-3 games, 31-10 games. Baltimore has struggled right the th- first two, three weeks of the season, but ever since they have been on fire. And shout out OBJ for finally getting his big touchdown this season. Give me Baltimore number two. I don't hate it. Uh, my issue is that Baltimore is a completely different team on the home or at home and on the road. So like they're two big blowouts that are they're coming mm-hmm. off of with Detroit and Seattle, both incredible wins. Like those are both really good teams, but. Um, 
like show me show me something on the road. I mean, they've they've put some real clunkers on tape uh, on the road, Lamar especially. They're four and one on the road, they're three and one at home. Well, but that Pittsburgh game where they scored seventeen points. Yeah, it was bad. Uh, you know, the, I mean, the Arizona was game was eh, kind of close. Um, I mean, I guess, but I don't know. I think I think most of their. You know, most of the teams we've mentioned have had a bad loss here or there, so I'm not going to hold that against them. I agree that Baltimore's red hot right now. I would say the Detroit win was their most impressive win because obviously they straight up dominated. Their defense looked really good. But for the reasons Evan mentioned is the reason I didn't want to immediately sneak them into my top three because I felt I feel like a lot of people are super high on them after two big wins, but they're both at home, and that also made me realize maybe Detroit wasn't as good as we were making them out to be, although – they're a very good team. Maybe they're not a top five team the way that they've gotten credit for because clearly they have some uh, defects because just like Baltimore is good at home, Jared Goff is awful on the road. Like they, don't not, they do not know how to win games on the road. So that's why I didn't sneak Baltimore in. But I do respect that take, though, Zach, because I think um, Baltimore's got a lot of momentum, and it would not surprise me if they continue to win. Number three for me, and I know I gave kudos to you two weeks ago for this, Zach, is I was concerned that – um, I was concerned. I was concerned that the Heisman, Mr. Joey B, was a little too hurt this season, and I was concerned that he wasn't going to come back and 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 be as good as he was the last two seasons. Not because I don't think he's capable of it, but because I genuinely thought he was more hurt than he was. But it seems like they figured out a way to kind of get him back into form. And even though he's not like a hundred percent healthy, like he looked like a couple weeks ago, he's figured, or a couple years ago, he's looking like someone who's back to you know at least ninety percent of himself. So give me the Bengals, dude. I mean. I know the Ravens are like the team that people are focusing on on in that division because of these massive wins, but Cincinnati just beat a Buffalo last night, Sunday night. And uh, I, after a couple of really good wins, they beat San Francisco. Like Cincinnati, the differentiator for me is recently they've beaten those teams that we consider top tier coming into this year. And I think that's something that is really impressive. And I just trust when he's healthy, which was my biggest concern. When Joey B's healthy, I trust him more than most. So I'm picking, I'm picking Cincinnati as my number three. Yeah, my issue, I, if I'm projecting forward, I'm like very confident by that by the end of the year, they'll be clearly like one of the top probably three teams. Mm-hmm. But I just I don't know if I can give them that credit right now. Um, I think the whole Burrow injury was like, I don't know that they took that excuse a little too far. So I have to go with Baltimore at three, given that, um, you know, Baltimore was able to win a head to head matchup with them um, and is playing lights out now as well. I think the Bills are just flat out not good, so I don't want to give them like that much credit for beating them. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I mean, I'm definitely here for Cincinnati. I just, uh, you know, think I have to leave Baltimore there at three, um, given the head to head, and you know, both teams playing well. Well, well, well. Hmm. Between the three, the three for me is between Detroit, Miami, and Kansas City. And I'm going to just continue with my take because Detroit already beat Kansas City. Now, this is like beginning of the year. But then Kansas City beat Miami. So, right, you can kind of get into that uh, complex uh, game there. So if I were to apply it for kind of using Evan's logic, I actually think Miami could be the third best team because they're getting a lot of uh, their health back on defense. I know Jalen was back last week. They just lost to Kansas City. But overall, um, they've got a lot of veterans on the defensive side of the game, whether it's Bradley Chubb, Xavier Howard, um, Jalen Ramsey and company. But offensively, they're just so hard to plan for. And like schematically, they have individuals doing going in motion that have no part of the play, which then sets up 
you know, wide open routes for some of their twin receiver guys, whether it's Waddle, Tyreek Hill, they're going to be eating constantly. Um, two is a well-oiled machine normally under Mike McDaniel. I would say, uh, so I'm going to put Miami at three. Now, my only hesitation is they are 4-0 at home, 2-3 and three on the road. Evs harped on uh, the strategies they do where the sun is beat, that Miami sun is beating down <laughs> on the uh, opponents. So definitely something to uh, to take into consideration this analysis. But I think from a skill standpoint, they're just going to get more deadly and more in scene throughout this season. So give me Miami at three. Obviously, KC would be a four or five, uh, maybe behind Detroit. Well, my biggest issue with that is that I think the uh... – the Dolphins so far have proven, at least in the in their modern state, that they can't beat the top tier teams because every time they played one of the better teams, they lose. And like they they don't have like a like a super impressive win in the context of beating a really good team. Like they've absolutely destroyed teams that are worse than them. So credit to them for that. So I'm not trying, and I believe that they'll get there eventually. Like I trust Mike Daniels; they have a great offense. And obviously, like you said, their defense has gotten better. But I feel like. Like not that you're intending it this way, but I feel like it's disrespectful to the Chiefs to have Miami over them after the Chiefs just beat them and and uh, you know have continued to prove that they can beat good teams even if they had a bad loss against the Broncos. So that's that's my perspective. Yeah, I'm glad someone included the Dolphins because uh, this was kind of our argument. The other that I was prefacing the uh, topic for today off air that uh, I was getting into an argument about this, and obviously it was with a Dolphins fan. Um, I mean, putting them, putting them above Baltimore, putting them above probably Cincinnati for me, putting them above Kansas city, putting them above any Jacksonville is another one. Um, is just in like, I, I don't see how you could, like, they haven't proven as I said in any way, shape or form that they should be considered on that level. Um, dating back even multiple years, as I think I was getting at, like, I mean, certainly this year, the split you got to look at here, Zach, not just home away, but I mean, like I mentioned, I think last week, their six wins are, you know, probably six of the seven worst teams in the NFL. And then their three losses are the only good teams they've played. Um, and that's not going to change. So I think they're going to end the year with a, you know, probably a division win and a great record. But uh, like until they prove to me they can beat a good team, you know, I'm not going to buy it by any means, especially with a shaky defense and not a very good offensive line. And I would argue it's just going to get worse as the year goes on, as defenses can adjust, because Steve Spagnola had no issue with their offense, allowing only 14 points and creating turnovers in the first half. And two is not very good in the cold. I know people hate that narrative, but uh, some guys are legitimately not good in the cold. Peyton Manning wasn't as good in the cold. Drew Brees wasn't as good in the cold. Two is not as good in the cold. From Hawaii. I will give Zach a little bit of credit, though, because I, I'm, I think... I agree with you, Evan, that the, the contextually, like, that, that makes sense given that they haven't beaten those teams, and that's why I didn't put them in my top three. But the flip side of that also is I do agree with Zach that their defense will get considerably better as the guys that they just got back are getting more in the routine of it. You don't just come back and immediately become, like, you know, midseason form, right? Like, these guys are going to need a couple weeks, and they will. The other aspect is I'm not trying to make this a total excuse, but I will say that when you go to Germany, like – you just, I just noticed that every time teams travel abroad to play football, they just play slower and their teams just aren't like their offenses just aren't good. And the Miami Dolphins, even the Chiefs didn't have a good offensive game. Like they ended up having a one possession game after being up by three possessions. So the one thing I will say is they're getting a chain back. They're back. They're back in America. I think with the defense getting a little bit, I think they'll get closer to that top five range. I just don't think I would, like you mentioned, I'd put them over the Chiefs or the Ravens right now just because they haven't beaten a good team yet, like or, or at least a great team yet. Yeah, I think that division is perhaps like preseason, one of the more overrated divisions in NFL history. The Bills suck. 
the Dolphins aren't that good. And obviously, I mean, the Jets, I don't think it was as much of a fault of their own, unfortunately, losing Aaron. But, uh, and the Patriots just aren't even that competitive of a team. So um, well, I'm not well, sure any of these teams are that good, to be honest with you. But well, well, I, th- well. I think I think we got to go to five with this rankings. What are you? Well, well, well. I do like that. I I was big Dolphins guy. I'm not. I'm not gonna say I'm still not. But you know, no, I just. Well, 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 I just no, well, well, well. How the turntables is what I was going to say because <laughs> because it's just so funny and like obviously I, I know you came into this year with a different perspective, but I recall a year ago you saying the Bills are, are gonna be undefeated or you expect them to go undefeated and now they suck so i'm, I'm laughing a little bit but, I, was the same but, but I but i did peg that they wouldn't be very good after seeing the first game or two this year so yeah no i, I no, yeah. i'm not i'm not saying i would no, come no, back I, around i give well, credit where credit's due jets and they scored 16 points Ed, they're they're a much better team than what you were Agreed. alluding to agree start your uh commanders 38 3 or something like that the next game are you impressed by that? I mean, I'm not like particularly you impressed by the Patriots. I mean, the Patriots are terrible. We haven't beaten a good yeah. year this. I mean, look at look, listen. Look at the Buffalo, the Bills here, at Cincinnati kept it fairly close. Not horrible. Uh, Chris Godwin, if he was paying attention, the Bills would have lost to the Bucks at home. The pa- the Patriots beat the Bills. The the refs beat the Bills. But unfortunately, or sorry, the uh, refs beat the Giants, but uh, the Giants in all actuality with Tyrod Taylor beat the Bills. Jaguars <laughs> beat them. They did beat the, the Dolphins game. I'll give they them. That was impressive. But the Dolphins. They that's what I'm saying. I don't think the Dolphins are that good, though. I think these are these are in hand. And then obviously they lost to the Jets. With, are you wearing uh, a sweater vest right now? <laughs> it's my, my, you know, very small JMU basketball jersey. <laughs> That's what Zach took away from your bill stick. He was like, "I don't, I don't like the nonsense coming out of your mouth. So I want to focus on your outfit instead." Um, it was reaming the bills with like a sweater vest, looking professional as anything for this. Quite the contrary. Life. Quite yeah, the we contrary. Got, we got Ditka out here, uh, you know, a couple years, a couple weeks late on Halloween. I guess that's hilarious. Um, are we gonna go to five? I think we should go to five. Oh, let's yeah. just do five. That's fine. Maybe quickly, because I want to give. Yeah, I want to give Jacksonville some love. I believe mm. Jacksonville should be in the top three in the AFC conversation. I'm going to get them at four across the whole NFL. Um, I think they've just played really, really well since a slow start. It's not sexy um, at all times, and they'll play some close games. But, uh, you know, I think it's just a rock-solid football team all around. I think, I think Jacksonville definitely deserves to be in the top five. I, I agree. Like, because that's like, what else, what else do they need to do to prove that? They've consistently had great games, beating good teams. And even though they're not like lighting up scoreboards, they're showing up week in and week out and they're well-rounded. So I, I actually have them at four, so I agree with that. And I'll probably go Bengals five. I like that. I, I would go mm. Ravens five. So I, I, I don't quite have uh, Detroit or, or the Bills making it. Uh, Zach, uh, who's your five? I'd say Kansas City. I'll go Detroit, Kansas City. So no one has San Francisco in their top five. It's pretty wild mm-hmm. stuff. Well, not I'm not saying right it's now. wrong. Yeah, can't blame them. Can't blame them. Who else got I mean, left out? No one. I guess that's the uh, Zach got Detroit in there. So, yeah. I think once they get, I think once they get healthy, though, I will, uh, I will definitely be having San Francisco right back in my top five. The thing is, though, they need to be fully healthy. You know what I mean? Like that's the reality. And I'll give you credit where credit's due, Evan. When they're not fully healthy, it's a problem. But if they do get Trent Williams back soon, they're getting Debo back this week. They're, they're getting a couple more pieces back, and I think that'll make a huge difference for them. When they're healthy, they can beat any of those teams. When they're missing, like, two guys, they, they'll lose to all of those teams, it seems like right now. So 
Uh, that's the way I look at it. Injuries, ha- that's what kind of bothers me about them, though. They're so reliant on these like star players that are so much better than anyone else at their position that no one else can possibly have. Um, that like if they lose a single, even like one of them, they're just not the same team. Um, which like they don't really have. Uh, I mean, I guess it's hard to say because like Trent Williams is like so far and away the best left tackle. Christian McCaffrey, so far and away the best running back. Nick Bosa and now Chase Young on the end. Like you know, Fred. Their like, defense, they're, 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 they just have an absurd amount of like elite talent. But you know, their defense is gonna eat, dude. I mean, adding Chase Young to that line and and what the secondary they already had with the linebackers, Fred Warner. Are you kidding me? You you're running you're running Nick Bosa, Chase Young, Fred Warner, and like that middle of the defensive line against teams like that's ruthless i believe that with the bye and everything like that they're getting it squared away debo comes back but i agree with you evan but this is probably also why we should gauge the topic of how you would build a team in in our next segment so maybe we'll we'll preface it here because i know we talked about that last week we might need to do that because this is the exact point of like what my colts and what your commanders have tried to do for years where we tried to build you know a great team overall with the great line and everything like that, but we always compromise on quarterback. And the reality is the Niners are in the same situation, except their team overall is way better than any Colts or commander teams that we've ever seen. But the thing is when somebody gets hurt, even in a team that good, it shows the flaws of the quarterback, right? So it's a, it's an interesting conversation. I think the GM segment sleeper teams. Okay. Ev, you're going to hate me for this one, but I got to throw it out there. I think, we cooled on them like crazy because they kept screwing us in bets, and their last two wins were against not-so-great teams. But I think it gave them a lot of confidence to be able to go out there, have a couple good games in a row. Their defense has gotten healthier, and as a result, it's gotten better. I believe the Chargers are going to make the playoffs, and I believe they will – assuming they don't play the Chiefs, I believe they'll win a playoff game at this rate. Like, I really believe that their, their momentum is heading in the right direction, especially as they get healthier – and are scheming better. So I actually think the Chargers are, uh, are a team that a lot of people cool on that are going to now make a little more noise. Yeah, they, they're playing a lot better the last two weeks uh, as it pertains to a playoff spot. Um, I would probably say they'd make it over Buffalo. And I, I mean, me saying Pittsburgh is going to make the playoffs is kind of just like me hope, wishing for it to happen. But, you know, I think they're a, you know definitely a better team than Pittsburgh. Although didn't who won that? Did they play? I don't know. But uh, so they they would seem to have a good shot at the playoffs. Mine is uh, I'm gonna go with the. This is a team that's not trending in the right direction. But I'm gonna go with the Jets. And the only reason I'm gonna say the Jets is because I think Aaron Rodgers. Well, he's gonna be playing on a torn, you know, a recently torn Achilles. But it sounds like Aaron Rodgers is gonna be back. You know, maybe like early December. So I think that gives them a chance if they can if they can win like a game or two. He's saying he's going to be back in like two weeks. That was a joke. Uh, Dude, I don't think no so. Way he I don't think so. His that, was, that was not a joke. That was not a joke. You see him out there now, Grant. He might field? he might be a bit of a shell of himself. I will say, but um, I still believe in the Jets if they can get decent quarterback play. Um, poor Zach is just having a really rough time. Um, so I'm not going to doubt Aaron Rodgers here. Um, if he can get back on the field, well, I, mean, it sounds I, like he's going to. I certainly agree with you. If Aaron Rodgers comes back. I just don't know that a guy that tore his Achilles. Oh, he's coming like, back. That's one of the worst injuries in sports. Like a torn Achilles, like takes a lot. I mean, I realize he's not he's like playing. Kevin Durant playing NBA, but if he comes back, I don't think it'll be in December. That's insane, dude. 
he's coming back. I don't know what he's going to look like. It might not be that pretty, but this dude's coming I, back. I hope he does. It's going to be really sad for Zach Wilson uh, um, and all the moms out there when Aaron Rodgers is better on one foot than Zach Wilson's been all year with as a guy that's 10 years younger. Can you yeah. imagine how embarrassing that would be? Hey, Zach Wilson, yeah, we're 4-4. Four and four. Obviously, it's because of the defense, but we're, we're actually going to bench you for someone that ruptured their Achilles. <laughs> Not last season, this season. I mean, if you get if you get benched for someone who ruptured their Achilles tendon, which is the most horrific injury known to mankind, um, that takes the longest physical therapy to get back in action, and you're just going to stick somebody out there who can barely move in the pocket, I don't know if that's a good decision, but I wouldn't be surprised, Evan. I wouldn't be surprised. And actually, my dark horse team is another quarterback who's gotten injured or a team that has a quarterback that's got injured, Dak Prescott and the Dallas Cowboys. I think that this team is a sleeper because their defense is great. Their offense is fluctuating, and that and that's why everyone's buying the story. Oh, it's Dallas. They do this every year. Uh, I totally get that, but we cannot ignore the fact that they are starching teams. They're losing a couple of games, right? They can't beat the Philadelphia Eagles, um, but it's hard to beat Philly at, you know, in Lincoln financials. So I'm just saying it here, Dallas Cowboys, they, uh, they are nothing to play with. That defense is an elite unit, even without Trevon Diggs and Dak Prescott, when he's on that, that team is unbeatable. I mean, that team will be up in a hurry, 25, 27, zero quick. So, um, just don't count those boys out. I, I agree that when I time- will. I will continue to count them out every single year until they prove me wrong. Dak won't make – similar to how Brandon Staley will screw it up, Dak will screw it up. So, I agree with that. I agree more with Evan only because it it actually bothers me that with the amount of talent they've wasted over the last, like, decade. I mean, whether it was the Romo Cowboys, whether it's the Dak Prescott Cowboys, like, they've had so much talent filter through that organization. We're talking, like, the Des Bryants and, like, DeMarco Murrays all the way to, like – nowadays with the cd lambs and the micah parsons like how do you have this much talent and you can never win one big game like this team cannot buy a playoff win and if they do it's usually like they're heavily favorited whatever it is they can barely make the playoffs every year i just like it it it, it's starting to irk me a lot it feels like dallas and ut have a lot in common like they're just teams that something about the texas water just isn't isn't registering well for them it's it's embarrassing to me in my opinion so that's why i i'm with evan on that one my other is Seattle. Seattle's defense is actually pretty good this year. Um, the offense hasn't been as good as I'd like to see, but with uh, you know with those receivers, I like Charbonnet a lot. You know, I think they could win a, a playoff game or maybe even two. Uh, I didn't see Hawks just or got smoked. Just got I know. smoked by the Baltimore Ravens. Bad bad timing, but I think they're. I still think they're a good team. I actually think the Seahawks are frauds this year. Mm. I think I straight up so. frauds this year. I, I think, think last so. year. Gino was amazing, and I don't want to take anything away from him, but Gino looks nothing like he did last year. And if Gino is not playing to the caliber he played last year, this team is not going to succeed because their defense is good, not great, and their their weapons are good. But if Gino's not playing well, they're not going to – like they're not doing anything. Like they're going to get smoked by every good team they play. That's the way I look at it. I think, yeah, Gino hasn't been very good, but he could turn it. And C.J. Stroud against the Buccaneers throws five touchdowns. Evan. And you still lost in fantasy. I, I don't understand it, man. You had CJ shredded like 52 points in fantasy, but I, I'm not sure if you had any thoughts on that game because he played remarkable. Yeah, see, 
I think Cy and I were watching it together. What did I say? I think Cy said this time next year we'll be saying that Stroud is a top five quarterback in the NFL. Um, I think he's going to pass Trevor Lawrence. I think he's going to be past Justin Herbert. Like, I think this dude is elite, 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 elite mm-hmm. character, too. Um, mm-hmm. Just a terrific kid. Um, I love CJ Stroud. That game was, I mean, just an electric game. He has solid weapons that are kind of like growing with him as well. Tank Dell had a big game. So I'm pro CJ Stroud. And, you know, I'm not going to not, well, my team, my fantasy performance was kind of centered around his massive game, but. Hey, I put up 122. I just got to tip the cap to you for your entire team being on by and managing to knock me off. It's honestly a a brutal blow to my uh, comeback hopes after starting poorly. Uh, if I could have snuck this one out, I feel like I'd be in good shape. So just a brutal blow and a big win for you coming in at fourth place. And, you know, right. you've got a shop. So we're going to have to pick up the uh, pick up the pieces and try and make it. But, uh, we, yeah. We already got three uh, three of the Seams teams in contention right now. I'll flex a little bit too. My team be looking real nice right now. We're top three. And I got a little matchup against number two Garrett this week. And uh, I expect to go get a W. And then I got Patrick next week. So I'm trying to go get that one seed in the next couple weeks. So Zebo, let's 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 hold it down. But Evan, we're rooting for you, man, because Alex has claimed one of our seam spots in, in that league. And he's in the playoffs right now too. The the A and seams is hanging around. So we're rooting for you, man. Yeah, big I got Alex this week, so big matchup. I can uh, I can jump him this week. So we still got a shot, but you know. I'm rooting for you, man. We're rooting for you. I will also say, on the subject of you guys bringing up CJ Stroud in that game, literally, like that is was such a veteran game. It is stupid. Like his ability to stay poised with the way his defense was letting up points and just answer the mail every single time. And the Bucks defense is not something to sleep on. Like that is a good defense. Like they're not like they can pressure. The Houston offensive line isn't great. And Tank Dell, Nico Collins, they got some good weapons out there, young guys. And I will also say this, like, it's such a bummer as a Colts fan, like, especially, like, for example, we played the Panthers this week, Zach, you referenced that. We're able to win that game. But it's such a bummer as a Colts fan to see that our team has pieces that allow us to be competitive even when we're starting a backup. And then see Stroud eating the way that he does because Rit Richardson back, I am so excited about the state of the AFC South. You got Richardson, you got Stroud, you got Will Levis, who's been good the last two weeks, and you got Trevor Lawrence all in the same division. That's going to be a fun division. I mean, I'm not saying Will Levis is the truth. It's been two games, but at least it's fun right now. Like, it's going to be fun for the next five to seven years if people can stay healthy to see all these young teams. But I'm just like, I love it because the South has been such like a one-team race for for literally our whole lives. It was either Peyton and the Colts or it was like basically Houston for like – couple of years and it was Tennessee for a couple of years. There's really no parity. So I'm looking forward to seeing how it shakes out over the next however many years. Next, uh, Josh Jobs deserves a mention for coming. We talked about it earlier, but I just want to repeat back. it for coming into that game and like pulling out a win like that. I mean, the Vikings, speaking of the, uh, I don't want to call them a sleeper team. I'm not really a big Vikings fan, but I mean, you know, just a little just shout out Josh Jobs. I'll leave it there. But uh, unbelievable performance for him to do that. Can we have our weekly Arthur Smith roast session, Zach? I'm, <laughs> I'm honestly okay with that at this point. I saw a funny meme the other day, Si, of uh, him running down the sidelines to call a timeout. And the meme, the caption was, Arthur Smith, when he sees all of his uh, number one, like, or first round draft picks in at the same point in time, when Drake London and Kyle Pitts, he's like, timeout, timeout. I need to get Bijan off the field. So I thought that was pretty funny. This man managed to lose to the Minnesota Vikings, who lost, who essentially were playing, I guess it would have been their second straight quarterback, but 
Josh Jobs did not take a snap from that offensive line. He was practicing on the sideline. This team is out Justin Jefferson. Cam Akers gets hurt in the middle of the game. Their defense is banged up. And somehow, the Falcons managed to lose that game. And Evan was showing me a hilarious statistic about, like, I think it was Evan or somebody was showing me a hilarious statistic about how the Falcons recovered the ball at the one-yard or, like, two-yard line, and Bijan did not come in for one snap. But Jonu Smith got two snaps. Like, it is actually hilarious. I don't know if this is, like, some meme that Arthur Smith is playing. I don't know if he's, like, legitimately, like, trying to, like, create a parody in the NFL, like, a joke of uh, or whatever. Like, maybe this is intentional. Like, that's the only way I can describe how a coach can – be this bad like with this much talent it's actually amazing like it's genuinely amazing did you see his quote i don't know if it was today or yesterday about Bijan. no what did he say? say he was like talking about how he does a lot of good things like you know i guess outside of the play right almost like kyle pitts how they use him to block all the time so he was basically like hyping up Bijan's, you know, how well he he plays when he doesn't get the ball. I was like rolling at that. That's so wild. Yeah, he must be a good pass blocker, you know. So you can't yep. give him the ball. Do y'all think Josh McDaniels or Arthur Smith is worse? No, Josh McDaniels is worse. I yeah, agree. Jo- Josh I'm is better. Him much. Yeah. Josh is not a thing. You have to give Arthur Smith credit because he's taken a very untalented roster in Atlanta and he's made them somewhat close to 500 every year. Um, but his decision-making is terrible. It just makes you think, like, what is going on in practice? But it, it doesn't just happen. with If it's with one player, it's probably the player issue. But Bijan is such a stand-up guy and he's got such stand-up character that it's got to be an Arthur Smith issue. And it makes sense why it would be an Arthur Smith issue because – He's done the same thing with Kyle Pitts, did the same thing with Julio Jones, and does the same thing with Drake London. So there is a recipe there. Yeah, I mean, he honestly, as a team, like the team has been more successful than I think people thought the last couple of years, but he like genuinely drafts these guys to be decoys. Like that's that's his offensive philosophy is to draft elite talent to be decoys so you could like throw the guys that they're not expecting. It's so weird. uh, I gotta give him a... No, that sounds good, yeah. I got to give him a little bit of credit, though, because this kind of scheming, like, he would have been amazing in the 1980s. Like, he would have genuinely been such a good coach in the 1980s. That's how I feel about Arthur Smith. Like, this guy literally calls plays he's coaching in the 80s. It's ridiculous. Like, I'm like, dude, you're in the modern NFL. I, I respect that he's had a good floor for his team when they haven't had talent. But now it's just, like, it's comical, dude. I just... Like nineteen eighties Arthur Smith is the goat, dude. That's I'll give him credit for that. I, I will say that that's a good a flip though. What what'd you guys think of uh the the Raiders like lighting up cigars and, and popping champagne because Josh McDaniels uh, got booted off the team and, and they got, you know, a, essentially a coach that people can rally around. And Zach, do you gotta comment on this. Did you hear about what happened with uh the coach that took over, I can't believe I'm forgetting his name. This guy's awesome. Antonio, Antonio Pierce. Pierce yeah. yeah. Did you hear about what happened with Pierce and McDaniel's right before McDaniel's got booted by uh, by the owner? No, what happened? Oh my gosh, guys, this is comical. Evan, I think I showed this to you from our buddy Arvin showed this to us in the bar. So Pierce apparently um, McDaniel's asked him to give a speech to the team to help rile him up because obviously I think they were like all upset with McDaniel, so he thought Pierce could kind of help get them motivated, and so. Pierce was an ex-giant, as you know, and he tells Pierce to give the speech, and Pierce walks up in front of the whole team, and I imagine this was with some level of spite towards McDaniels, but he goes, guys, you need to treat this like this is the 06 Giants when we beat the Patriots. Like, 
we proved that you can win with heart, and we proved that you can win with the talent that we have in this team with the amazing playoff run that we had. And obviously, Josh McDaniels was like an OC for – 06 is too far, but uh, Josh McDaniels was an OC when for the Patriots when the Giants team beat them. So he's basically like – talking smack about the head coach in front of all the players and apparently all the players were like clapping like losing their minds like all riled up and then as soon as it finished apparently josh mcdaniels walked up to pierce and said hey um don't you ever talk about the patriots ever again and then immediately after davis said peace to josh mcdaniels and apparently the team like threw a party after mcdaniels got got left loose so i've never seen players so consistently happy about something before when you're lighting up cigars you know when you got to get your cardio up and get ready for the next week ahead i mean week over week the nfl is a brutal sport and you're sitting there just taking the cigar into your lungs man i mean hey that was a party there they deserved it they needed every part of that but i've never seen so many players so consistently happy with a losing record halfway through the season and they're lighting up cigars ev what's your take yeah, no, I was, um, it's funny because you look at it and you're like, why are they lighting up cigars after they beat the, you know, New York football giants whose starting quarterback, you know, tore his ACL during the game and they went to Tommy DeVito. So it's like so clearly because of how happy they are that McDaniels is gone. Um, and the vibe has just completely changed. I mean, they, they won't have much to celebrate this year, but, uh, and when you think about it, it's interesting that they had McDaniels and Antonio Pierce in the same room. Like, same coaching room. Like, that's actually kind of surprising when you think back on it. Like, I mean, you know, a cocky ego guy like McDaniels and, you know, a guy that was kind of a um, a kryptonite, so to speak. You know, maybe not Pierce, but the team. It's, let me ask you guys this. Uh, do you think Jimmy G starts another NFL game in his career? I mean, I think he's, yeah. he'll start by being a backup on some team and then having an injury and then coming in. But I don't think he will – people are going to announce him. Like, I don't think anyone's going to ever pick him up again with the intention of having Jimmy G be their starter. And if they do, it's a team that's trying to tank. That's the way I look at it. Mm. I will say this too. Like, McDaniels has gotten the biggest leash for a coach I've ever seen who is that universally despised by his players. That is – actually impressive because I, I, people forget that he used to coach the Broncos like seven, eight years ago. And there was like horror stories about how much Brandon Marshall and Jay Cutler could not stand him. And my Colts got so lucky that he totally screwed us over. And uh, I guess ultimately helped us out. So I do want to say that, but Zach, I, I think, I think Jimmy G is always going to be like, uh, he'll, he'll always be on an NFL team until he retires, but I don't think he's going to be a starter anymore. That contract earned him a long leash. And you see how much money they still have to pay him? It's a lot of money. A lot of money, gentlemen. Yeah. Ooh, that's John not good. Gruden, John Gruden to Josh McDaniels. They paid like $150 million to their last two coaches. It's amazing. They know how to pick them. They know how to pick them in Vegas. Agreed. Slash Oakland. Um, we did pretty good. I feel like things were true to form this week for the most part. Um, and we covered a lot in the recaps. I don't have too much, too much else. What do you got? What are you thinking, Ev? I think I'm good, yeah. No size got me. I think we got to pick. Good. All right, all right. Um, I don't have the full count on the recap last week, but I do believe that I won this week um, with a couple game advantage. So I need to do the full tally on the year, but I'm catching up to Zach. It was pretty close. Um, if you guys were a game or two off the pace and maybe tied. Um, so I'm coming for you, Zebo. Coming for you. Um, 
And then starting off this week, we have an absolute banger on Thursday Night Football. Gentlemen, it is the Carolina Panthers and the Chicago Bears. Um, the Bears are at four-point favorites at home in, uh, in Soldier Field. So, Zach, you want to start us off? Yeah, is Justin Fields playing in this game? I doubt it. Okay, well, give me Panthers' money line here. If uh, if Justin Fields is not playing, the backup for Chicago Bears is atrocious. Uh, as bad as Carolina is, I just feel like Carolina's always remotely close to victory. Well, outside of last week, I guess. But they uh, they have a still they still have a pretty good defense. You cannot say the same about Chicago. Give me Panthers' money line in Chicago on Thursday. I thought I saw that. I thought maybe I heard that Fields was playing. Um, regardless, they, though, they still have, they still have him as limited, which for me feels tough in a, with a forty-eight hour turnaround. Like if it was a Sunday game, I think he would have a much better chance. But yeah, it's it's day to day, so maybe. Well, I think. Well, you know what? I'm gonna just lean that the uh, the Bears. Um, I'll just go Bears money line. I won't go spread. If they have Fields, I would pick spread. But I'm going to go Bears money line because their defense has been very good against uh, um, not so great teams. So I think I think the the Panthers will will you know take a couple sacks and Bryce Young will be pressured the whole game. So I'm going to go Bears money line. All right, I'll say Bears uh, win, but no cover as well. Moving on to Sunday, we have another Frankfurt game. Sai, uh, we got Colts at Patriots. A bit of a classic uh, oh. classic game here. Um, spread is Indianapolis minus two uh, for the neutral site. Um, I will take the Colts to win and cover. Zach? Colts win and cover. Colts win and cover. Very good. Uh, next game is Houston at Cincinnati. Um, spread is Cincinnati minus seven at home. Uh, Cy, what do you got? Cincy win and actually cover. Zach? Sensi win and cover. I think that defensive uh, back unit is going to be nightmarish for C.J. Stroud in this one. That's tough. Uh, Houston is much better at home, but I like where the offense is at after getting Tank Dell back. Tough one. I'll say Houston, uh, maybe a backdoor cover or something. Um, mm -hmm. I'll say they cover the seven. Um, next game, Green Bay at Pittsburgh. Uh, Pittsburgh is a three-point favorite at home. I like Pittsburgh to win and cover for sure here. Sai? Yeah, I don't want to say Pittsburgh win a cover because I don't want to bet Pittsburgh this week. But I will go. I'll go Pittsburgh win a cover. That's fine. Zach. Pittsburgh win and cover. Green Bay is horrible. So much, just so you guys know. Jordan Love <laughs> is horrible. Um, next game is Will Levis' Tennessee Titans at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, Tampa Bay is a one-and-a-half-point favorite at home. Uh, Cy, start with you. I'm going to go Tampa Bay wins and covers, just because it's on the Zach? This is actually one of my favorite spreads so far. Tampa Bay win and cover. Uh, Tampa Bay got abused defensively. Bunch of veterans. They're going to pull it together in the locker room, and I think Will Levis is going to have a nightmarish day. I like your assessment, Zach. Tampa Bay win and cover. Um, next game, Cleveland at Baltimore. Fun divisional game. Baltimore is a six-point favorite at home. I like Cleveland to cover this. Cleveland, sneaky. We didn't mention them as a sleeper team, but they are not a bad team if they get good quarterback play. Um, you know, good physical run game, good defense. I'll say this is, I mean, it's a divisional game. I think it'll be, a you know, a bruising type game. 
Um, Cleveland keeps it close but loses. Same here. Yeah, I'll give Baltimore a win. I'll give them the cover, actually, but I, I but barely. So I, it's not like a hot bet for me or anything. All right, next game, San Francisco at Jacksonville. Um, at, in Duval, um, San Francisco is actually a three-point favorite on the road coming off the bye week. Let's go to Zach. Now, this is my favorite matchup of the week. This, this is really, really challenging because this is going to test how good the Jaguars are. Jaguars have not, they've lost to two pretty good teams. I, I know they took the L to Kansas City at home. I'm going to say the Jacksonville Jaguars take the L to the 49ers at home as well. Give me a 49ers win, and I think that's an appropriate spread, but I'll say I'll say 49ers cover. Cy? Win and cover for 49ers. I agree. I think the 49ers Trent, are going to bounce back. Trent Williams is back. Debo Samuel's back, too. Uh, no Trent Williams yet. Jags money line. Um, next game: Saints at Vikings. Josh Dobbs presumably under center. Um, New Orleans is a two and a half point favorite on the road. Whoo! Minnesota money line. Sigh. Give me Sean Payton's son with two touchdowns and the uh, Saints covering. Saints win and cover. This is my favorite spread I've seen all week. Yeah, Evan, you're reckless on this one, man. The Saints aren't very good, dude. They're definitely better than the Vikings. We'll talk about this later. Yeah. The Viking, the Vikings team holistically isn't bad. Um, and Josh Jobs, sneaky. Um, next game, Atlanta at Arizona. Atlanta is a one-point favorite on the road. Um, Kyler Murray will be back. That is why. Um, so let's go to Cy first. Why do it? Why does this have to be him? I don't ever want to pick Arthur Smith winning a game again <laughs> in this life. But I'm not picking Arizona the week Kyler gets back because he's going to need some time. I guess I'm going Atlanta win and cover. Oh my gosh, I hate this so much. I like this spread quite a bit because uh, guess what, gents? I believe there's a new Call of Duty dropping this weekend. Can oh. you guys confirm? Can you guys confirm? Do you guys know? I don't know, but if, it, if if there is a Call of Duty, this is now my favorite spread of the week. Yeah. Officially <laughs> my favorite spread of the week. Arthur Smith all day, baby. 1980s Arthur Smith for the win this weekend. Yeah, it maybe isn't like a full new version or whatever. Maybe there's some new maps dropping or whatever. I don't know. I don't think we're big Call, call of Duty guys. But, yeah, first game back off the injury for Kyler. Call of Duty weekend. No chance. Uh, Falcons, Falcons by... 10, which for them is like a million. Um, I'm actually shocked by that spread, to be honest with you. Um, next game, Lions at Chargers. This is an awesome game. Um, Detroit is a two-and-a-half-point favorite on the road. Um, Chargers money line. Wow, Evan, that is a shock to hear from you. I agree with you, though. Chargers money line. Chargers money line as well for me. Wow. Oh, wow, Interesting. Um, next game, we got the Giants at the Cowboys, a little NFC East action. Um, Tommy DeVito at the helm. Cowboys are 16 and a half point favorites. Um, Cowboys win and cover, and I like it. Yes. Can we please, can we please bet the cover on this one? Like, Danny DeVito's, like, son or, or brother is about to get literally oh my gosh this man is going to be carried across the field through michael parsons i don't even know what to say right this is terrible actually i want this cover it's the best bet of the week 16 and a half down 
I like this spread. Uh, last four o'clock game, we went to everyone, right? Yeah, we all, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Commanders at Seahawks. This is a sneaky big game. Um, Seahawks are six and a half point favorites at home. Side. I really like the Commanders covering. I believe that the twelve man in uh, you know in in Seattle going across the country is going to be really hard for y'all to go like pull this one out. But I think six and a half is high. Like that's high for especially with how well Sam Howell played last week. So I will go um, Commanders. I mean, oh, sorry, I'll go Seahawks win, but definitely no cover. Zach couldn't agree more with size assessment. I think uh, Seattle wins, but they do not cover that spread. It's going to be a close game. Close game. Yeah, I think that's the way to play this one for sure. I would take Commanders money line, but I don't want to lose ground on the Commanders potentially in the uh, the picks board. So um, I'll just uh, copy you guys. Good strategy there. Um, Sunday night football: Jets at Raiders. We can all get to bed early, which is nice for once. Um, the Jets are one and a half point favorites on the road. Um, ooh, ooh, Raiders win. That's what I'm going to go with. I might have to agree with you. I'm going to go Pierce and the Raiders get a dub this week. Sorry, boys. I'm going with the Jets. You normally see with these uh, head coachings that get fired, they play really great that initial week. True. There's a lot of pent-up excitement. Then they kind of deviate back to the mean. I'm going to go Jets here. They're the better football team. Cool. I like that. Tough one. Zach's got good analysis today. I like it. Um yeah, Monday Night Football, Broncos at Bills. Oh, another one we can skip. Um, that's good. The Bills are seven-and-a-half-point favorites at home. I'll say the Broncos cover it. Whatever. Can we – gosh, can we tease this to, like, Bills win by ten-and-a-half? This is not a divisional game. The Broncos are going to absolutely dish- – you said they're in – you said they're in Buffalo? Yeah. They're playing in Buffalo, Evan. Yeah. Russell Wilson is going to Buffalo the- to play – and you think he's going to cover that spread? The Broncos are playing way better lately. The Bills genuinely are not good, as I said earlier. You they are, are a average at best football team. You are the biggest Broncos hater I've ever met in my life. And this Bills team decimated your commanders, who are way better than the Broncos, at home. And you're telling me, okay, whatever. We'll talk about this later. The Bills buy in, like infinite amount, like a million. Bills buy a million. You know what happened last time we said that, guys? They almost lost to the Bucks at home. So the Bills by a million. The Bills are by a million as well. Well, you guys can bet it out of your personal accounts. We ain't having it in this form. Uh, that, that's all we got. Um, perhaps more scattered. I usually prepare my picks, so we'll see how it goes when I don't prepare my picks board this week. But uh, any last words, gentlemen? Nothing for me. That's a great, great episode. Got oh, actually, let's give a quick shout out to Carson Wentz. Edmonton no. said he's living as Nick Foles era. He is back in the league, and he'll be playing for the Los Angeles Rams. Shout out Carson Wentz, my ex-Colt. He'll be watching for the Los Angeles Rams. But I guess if Stafford, I guess if Stafford can't play, then yeah. Who's the back? Who's the uh, Brett Rippin? Mark Rippin? No, Mark won a Super Bowl. Mark Brett Rippin might be worse than Danny DeVito's brother, dude. This is they might have to start Wentz. I'd like to see that game. Um, we'll see if they can get them going after the bye. All right. I think we've had enough. That was Monday's down south. That's Monday's down south. Take care, boys.